We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Guys, let's get to some super chats here at the end of the show. We have a lot of super chats coming in, and we want to thank everybody and get to these questions. And so uh, Sean Stewart started things off. Thank you, Sean. It wasn't pretty at times, but we used the three-headed monster running back, and Mayer is nasty. Halloween came early. Go Irish. <laughs> so, yeah, Sean, it was. And I think I think we did look, – look, I didn't think Chris Tyree played well tonight, right? I thought he had an off game. And now, you know, people that have been waiting on him to not play well are just killing him in the chat. But – Chris Tyree was pretty darn good in the last two weeks. He had a bad game. But what is so good about this backfield is you don't need a guy can get banged up for a game like Logan or be sick like Logan Diggs was, or a guy can have an off night tonight like Chris Tyree did. And other guys step up. You know, last week, all three of them stepped up and balled. This week, Chris had an off game. So the other guy stepped up. And that's why it's important to have depth at a position, right? So you know, if one guy has an off night, hey, you're all right because the other two guys pick you up. And there's going to be games down the road where Estime has a rough game and Tyree and Diggs pick him up or Diggs has a rough game and then Tyree and Estime pick him up. That's what I love about this backfield. And that's why we said coming into the season, fellas, that we thought this could be a top five backfield by, by the end of the season. And they're definitely starting to show that the last mm-hmm. three games. They got depth. There's no doubt about it. There's yeah. You know, Notre Dame had an unimpressive 234 yards rushing today. <laughs> and it's not like you can say it was because the quarterback ripped off 80 yards. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that shows what this team is capable of, right? Not a well-schemed game. Executed okay. And then you look at the box, you're like, oh, they rushed for 234. Hmm. All right. Even if you take the 70, was it 79 away, guys, that's still a pretty good night when you consider they also lost three yards at the end on taking a knee. So, uh it, it, they did what they needed to do. Was impressed by it. it it's crazy mm-hmm. that all three of them could, could be back next year too, if they wanted yeah. to, which is pretty nuts. Yeah. And you get to Jadaren Price back next year, and the freshman coming in, and Michael yeah. Mayer. Oh wait, he's not. Yeah, back. don't even get. Yeah, don't even Sorry. convince. I him. saw that in the <laughs> chat. Yeah, not happening, fellas. <laughs> We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, 
and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I never dreamed I would talk this much about coffee, especially since I'm not really a coffee drinker. But ever since we first tried trade coffee, my coffee-loving wife is not only hooked, but I've even started to drink coffee, and I've got my mom hooked on it as well. Let me tell you about Trade Coffee. It's a coffee subscription service unlike anything you've tried before because they partner with top independent roasters to freshly roast and send the best coffees in the country direct to your home on your preferred schedule. Their team of experts do all the work, taste testing hundreds of coffees from across the U.S. every month to curate over 450 exceptional coffees that make the cut. I've told you about our collection, the rich, sweet flavor of the Big City Roast from Joe Coffee, the full flavor of the Black Velvet from Atomic Coffee Roasters, where you can actually taste the malted milk balls. We love it. And if what I got isn't up your alley, don't worry. Trade will have whatever it is that you want. You can shop their most popular coffees by roast or flavor profile, or you can take the coffee quiz like we did and get expertly matched with the coffees that you'll love. Trade is the easiest way to get your very best tasting coffee delivered fresh when you need it. You've got nothing to lose because Trade guarantees you will love your first bag. If not, they'll work with you to replace it for free. So if you want to support small businesses and brew the best cup of coffee you've ever made at home, it's time to try Trade Coffee. Right now, Trade is offering our listeners a total of $30 off your first order plus free shipping at drinktrade.com irish. That's drinktrade.com slash Irish for $30 off your subscription to the best coffees in the world. Give it a shot. Uh, Zach Martin with a super chat. Thank you, Zach. A little too conservative on O in the second half. D-line looked a bit tired in the second half, too. Uh, we'll adjust post Lacey, but overall, good W against a ranked team. I would like to see them get over the BK sit on Leeds offense a bit. I agree with that. I, you know, I thought they came out in the second half, fellas, and I really liked their coming out of halftime series. I did. I thought those were. We didn't talk about that a lot during the during the show. But you come out of halftime, you're up 18-6, and the offense goes right down the field and scores. I mean, it was like seven yard gain, eight yard gain, six yard mm-hmm. gain. And then you have six, and then you have the minus six on the screen. And then so what do they do? They 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 convert a third and thirteen, and then you have the play to estimate it goes for thirteen, then a third three yard run, a one yard run, and then third and six you hit the climb route to Mayer for a touchdown. But then after that, you come out and and you kind of get a little bit conservative and it's like milk the clock. And it's just like, I want to see a team with a little bit of a killer instinct. Yes. At the same time, however, if I'm trying to put a game away, do you really want to put it on the shoulders of your third starting game quarterback, Drew Pine, who kind of threw a pick? Or do you want to say we're going to ride what we believe is the best part of our offense, which is the offensive line? So I understand what Zach is saying to a, a degree, guys. But I think the the um, 
the way the game was playing out, I'm riding the offensive line there, to be honest with you. And even on the third and three, there were guys open and just the quarterback didn't make the play on that on that second three and out, you know. And so uh, I understand where you're coming from, and I and I agree to a degree, fellas. And if you guys disagree with me, let me know, please. But I understood it a little bit. Yes, it was conservative. I get it. And I and I didn't like what they called, but I, I liked the principle of let's put this game on the back of our two best units, which is our offensive line and our running backs units best players, Michael Mayer. I'm talking units, but when they needed to play in the pass game, they tried to go to Mayer, but he was getting double and triple teamed by that point in time. So I, I understood it to be honest with you. I, I did. I didn't have a problem necessarily as much with it as I normally would have. Yeah. But I'd nominate the worst call of the night, the attempted screen pass to Michael Mayer in the last. Oh gosh. Oof. That was awful. Yes. That was just bad. It's not yeah, the worst. You were, you were, you were rolling too, man. You were rolling like you didn't. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's out of a timeout. Coming out of a timeout. So, so yeah. obvious. Yep, out of it a was so out. obvious. Like he motions outside, and it's like, yo, y'all know it's coming. Right. Like as soon as he went outside, I was like, oh, they're gonna run him inside on the screen. Right. Right. Just you it's just third know down, Brian. They're going to double him no matter where he Sean, is. Sean, they quintuple covered him. Did you see when they threw him the ball? Like there was like just five black jerseys out of nowhere. It's like, on, I was like, come on now. They, like, they, they what? Part, you got to use quint, quintuple. <laughs> See, the somebody else covered him. Somebody Who else did do? sound effects like in this that. show. Yeah, at least I like I, it. <laughs> got to do it, man. Got a super chat from Tyler Binge. Uh, really sick of the NBC coverage. Glad for the win, but lots to clean up in the red zone. Okay, so this is the first game all season that I listened to the coverage. Oh, my Lord, it's awful. Jason yes. Garrett, can you please, bad. can you, so and Jack Collinsworth, can you please for once? Get the down and distance correct. He's like, it's third and five. And I'm like, that ain't five, partner. I don't know who's the spotter you have, but your spotter needs to get fired immediately. Because in Jack's defense, he's getting fed that. Right. Uh, right. Like there's, right, Vince? I mean, that's but, but, how it but works. But here's right? the other thing. Spotter. Yeah, okay. Obviously, when I do games, I don't have a spotter. I am the spotter, right? right? But you know that at but that level. It if that. somebody's putting it in my ear, I also have eyes. And I can Good see point. the the <laughs> no argument. No because. Argument. When you're on, you're on the home side as the announcer, right? And mm-hmm. where are the chains? They are on the visitor's side, mm-hmm. right in your eye, line of sight. Right. You can see what the down and distance are. Right, and there's and a difference in five and three. It's a pretty yeah, obvious a huge difference. difference. Is, is the marker halfway between the first and the two? <laughs> like, come on, man. Like, you can tell where the down marker is compared to the first. You know, come on. Like, this, it's just bad. You And that... But that speaks to his uh, his lack of experience, yeah. Because he doesn't call games, and so right. he has no idea what to look at and how to call a game. He has no idea, and it's just he's, NBC he's, constantly using Notre Dame as their JV team to oh. get guys ready for the big leagues. Yeah, so, Jack Collinsworth is still better than Jason Garrett, though. So that's all I have look, to say. I have one thing to say, Jason Garrett. NBC Notre Dame. I understand you guys probably come to some type of agreement to. Not have a homer doing color in the booth, more of a national guy, and that's fine. But somebody needs to call NBC and let him know one thing he's not going to do moving forward is continually say Notre Dame doesn't use his wide receivers. You know, we have recruits watching this broadcast, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like you, you don't want to come here. You know, the wide receiver, because they don't use their wide receivers. But if you're a tight end 
yeah, come to Notre Dame. If you're an offensive lineman, come to Notre Dame. Like, what are you doing right now? Relax, man. Somebody with no context. You. Yes, with yeah, no exactly. context. Exactly. Like, please don't pull him out of the booth right now. Hey, like, what? shut up. Last time I checked, Mike Mayock is unemployed. Get him, yes. get him get back. back in the yes. booth. I still can't believe there were fans that didn't like him as a color guy. I, I will oh, never understand. Oh. Mayock's good, Mayock man. was. He was much better than anyone they've had since then. Yep, by a Absolutely. thousand miles. Yep, and he's a, and he's a draft guy, so he speaks the same language. So right. it's great. Uh, no one's perfect. Sand in the uh, pants and <laughs> yeah. Joe Joe Papiti with a super chat. Joe, thank you very much. He goes, I know what the story will be. BYU was overrated. More importantly, is Bracey okay? And what do you think Mayer was referring to about locker room camaraderie? So well, Sean, you you listened to the press conference. Did he say anything about Tariq in the press conference? About what uh, what happened to him? Did he, he just was a hamstring? A, uh, he felt like it was a slight hamstring twinge. Okay, was the exact word he used, and he okay. said he'll know more. He'll probably be out. Yeah, two or three weeks. Yeah, you see, it did uh, look and, and, and let him take care of it because, as you can right. see, Ohio State tried to rush their guy back, yep. and now he's missing more games. So, yep. The hamstring, don't mess with it. With, yeah, Give with him, what they've got coming up, yeah, just let them rest, man. Let them rest. Let them rest. rest. You're good enough Duke, to win the next three games. Duke, yeah. I'll say this, Sean. At l- the very least, the next two, for sure. Yes. yes. He's a quick healer and he's back, whatever, for Syracuse. But even then, it's like that's a running team, right? Like, yeah, I'm with you. Get him healthy because you're yep. going you, you're gonna to need him to – you don't need Tariq Bracey to beat. Stanford and UNLV and no, and he, he's been your he's been their best yes. corner, uh, you know, and it's yeah. not even really an argument. So yeah. you're gonna need him back. You're gonna need yes. him back for the big games. So yes. you're gonna need you him to tell, be USC and Clemson. You can yeah. tell that Tariq was distraught. Yeah. Oh yeah, no doubt. You can tell he was distraught. Absolutely. Yeah. You know he was came up lame hamstring. So get healthy. Get healthy. No doubt about it. Uh, and then as far as the locker room camaraderie, I. I don't know what Mayor was talking about. Yeah, man. Well, it, it, maybe they used the wrong word. I, I'll, no, I'll, no, I don't think you did. don't think so. But you no. think that there was and, dis- and, and I'll, division and I'll just, in the locker room? I'll, t- I'll tell you why. Okay, I'll, I'll, as best I can without giving away confidences. There were things that you'd heard during camp about not everybody was on the same page. Not everybody was because fo- what did it follow? What did that comment follow? It followed Mayer being asked about his individual performance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and Catherine Tappan, I thought, really masterfully tried to set him up to talk about his performance. She said, Look, I know this is a big win. And she gave, you know, she did the team thing. And I know this yeah. is, but what about your game? And he wasn't having it. So I thought <laughs> Catherine did a really nice job trying to set him up for what she wanted him to talk about, but Mayer wasn't having it. And he immediately went to the team. Now, if anybody knows anything about Mayer, and I'll re- I'll read I'll share some confidences because there there are things I don't think people would mind me saying. But one of the things I've heard about Michael Mayer is he is truly a great leader in this football team. I've heard from young players that like Mayer will go show like during the summer Mayer would show up at a dorm room of one of the freshmen like Hey, let's go. You're working out with me today, like seriously, and, and, and like Hey, I'm working with you today, and you need to push me today, and I'm going to push you today with young guys. And not even young guys that were young tight ends, but like just knock on the door of a young linebacker. Hey, man, you're working out with me today. You're doing a great job. So you're going to work out with me today because I want you to push me like you push the other guys. That's leadership. And he's very much a team guy. 
not just a, and of all the players in the team, he is the one that has the most right to be like me, 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 me. Right. It's the complete opposite of who Michael Mayer is. And I've heard that there has, there has been some issues in the locker room with guys who seem to be more focused on their thing. And there were some guys that weren't necessarily buying in to the way they're doing things. And that was creating some friction. And then when, of course, they lost the first two games, there were guys, you know, that were doing a lot of finger pointing and, you know, and, and people saying, you know, you know, well, the previous staff, A, B, C, and D. And some of the veterans were not happy about that. And so uh, that's about all I can say on it. But, I, Vince, I can understand why you think that. That's just, fine. Because so I you, haven't shared this with you. You right? have more information than I do. Yeah. So, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so I, I do think there's some legitimacy to that, which then led to why that team looked like they looked to looked the the second game of the year in my opinion and i've heard a lot some of that stuff has been kind of pushed out but there's still some of it there there's still some guys that are in their feelings about they think they should be playing x amount of snaps i mean dude, we just saw jacob lacy i'm gonna say somebody just left so right F, you know so and that's not a shot at jacob it just look jacob's obviously his priority is not team oriented as much as it's jacob oriented which okay right or wrong it's just the reality of it some people are gonna think it's okay some people won't it's not the point and so I think there was some of that that they're still trying to weed out of the program, to be honest with you. And and, and there's some older players that I'll just say that that people aren't going to be upset that they're leaving. And not necessarily like stars, just some older guys that just, you know, and, and I'll, I'll leave it at that. So I think that's was his point. And some of that's being pushed out a little bit. And they're, you know, having more of a team-oriented type of thing. And that's what I think his point was today. And I think to, to his point, I think this is what was so good about this game, fellas, is when the offense was struggling to put BYU away early, the defense stepped up and made plays. When the defense struggled in the second half, you know, the offense came out, gave them some distance early, you know, made the big plays late. Like both sides picked each other up at times in this game. And in the past, we haven't seen this team do that a lot. And, and that was something that I was very encouraged by from today. Next super chat from Noop Life 007. Thank you very, very much for this for the super chat. What is what is it going to take for the coaches to give Kali more playing time? He looks way better than Bertrand or or Lufau. Ryan, I'm going to kick that over to you. What's it going to take? I mean, <laughs> I, I hope it's not a trust thing that we keep hearing about. <laughs> receiver, I mean, but I can mean, we explain my- what trust actually means to these to the coordinators at Notre Dame, fellas? Can we? Can we? Can we? No, because we all know what the answer is. Yeah. The trust is: Do you know all of my the volume of my scheme? Right. On the board and on the practice field, that's trust to them, and that trumps the fact that what guys do on Saturday. Let's be honest mm-hmm. about it. That's mm-hmm. that's what that means. Yep. Anybody want to disagree with that? You're allowed. Does anybody want to disagree with that? I do not. No. And yes. So anyway, Sean. So hopefully, I mean, Ryan, please continue. But I just I wanted to make <laughs> no. sure we're defining the terms here. It, it's really it's really weird on the defensive side of the ball a little bit too when we're talking about Prince Kali because I mean, offensively, Tommy Reese has been there, right? Like he's been the offensive coordinator for a few years now. Al Golden, although there's still fundamentally some things that Marcus Freeman was doing at Notre Dame last year. Well, actually, no, that didn't even that didn't even fit. Forget it. I reverse what I just said because either regardless, Prince Colley was here last year too mm-hmm. with with under Marcus Freeman. So the continuation, it's just kind of weird because you have a first year defensive coordinator. I would think that there wouldn't be these long leashes at linebacker, especially yeah. right because it's like 
you know, it's a, your first year defensive coordinator. Get your guys on the field. And I mean, honestly, like I, I mean, if you listened to earlier in the show, if, I don't know if you were in here, Noop Life, but like it's it's something where I would be on a week to week basis of like, hey, who were my best two to three linebackers last game? That's who's playing this week. Who was my best mm-hmm. two to three linebackers this whole week of practice? That's going to get who's going to get a lot more reps that this week. Like it, it would just be. It, I don't want to call it an audition, but like it's a weekly synopsis and a weekly evaluation period to figure out who's going to be the starting caliber unit right now because to Brian's point and I love how you highlighted it Brian there should be no trust at this linebacker unit right now like you shouldn't have these favorites right now there should not be anybody on there from JD Bertrand to Bo Bauer to Prince Kali I'm I'm advocating for Prince Kali but like he I'm not saying that he should have this long leash what I'm saying is that he I think he's earned the right to get more playing time to get an opportunity let the players that are playing the best ball get the opportunity. If it doesn't work, keep evaluating. That's where I am yeah. with it. That's where I am. Yeah, what has J.D. Bertrand done to be I'll, at that level? I'll, I'll tell you what he's done, and, and I don't necessarily agree with this. I'm just going to play devil's advocate because I, I don't disagree with your guys' take. From everything I've been told, J.D. is absolutely one of their best leaders. Like – off the field, in the locker room, in the dorms, and he's mm-hmm. really smart. He gets guys lined up, yeah. you know. But to your and, and I think that's part of the issue in the second half is you haven't had him, and then he's kind of thrust in. He hasn't played a lot the last couple of weeks, and he didn't respond well to it. That's why JD plays. I'm not saying that's enough because at the end of the day, Sean, it's kind of like that's the exp- explanation we used for why Joe Schmidt played over Niles Morgan and Green Martini, right? right? And at the end of the day, if the playmaking is not happening, then that's not enough. Mm-hmm. But I'm just I'm just saying that is why. I'm not saying that I agree that it should be enough, but that's why he's getting a little bit of a longer leash than maybe some other guys would in this instance. You do know that Prince Collie knows that he's better, right? Well, and that's the problem. And that was the issue back with Niles and Greer back in 2015, Sean, was like Ryan, you don't have to chuckle, Ryan. You don't yeah. have to chuckle. You can just yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just I'm just listening to you spew knowledge, man. I'm not yeah. just listening. No, it's a, and that's where you can have some of the issues in the locker room. Is like, yeah, okay, you want me to be a team guy, but I'm watching that dude play, and I know I can do better than that. Yeah, you know, and I'm busting my tail. I'm doing everything you tell me to do, and I'm not getting that opportunity. Um, you know, but but Prince has played well the last two games, and they are getting him more reps, and hopefully that they, when they break down the film, they say, hey, look, Ten's playing really well when he gets in there because. Guys, there there needs to be this too, is and this is where the trust thing really kind of ticks me off. Is you know, some guys are just not great practice players. Yep. And some guys are great practice players. At the end of the day, the film that should matter most is not what you do on Tuesday and Wednesday, it's what you do on Saturday. And the reality is the last two weeks, the guy that did the best on Saturday was number 10. Yes. It's simple as that. And if he can't run the full scope of your defense, then Limit Pair the down. scope of your defense. Pair you, know down. What, you know what I know, though, is if even if he doesn't run the full scope of your defense, <clears throat> he's going to play with his hair on fire every <laughs> single right. snap, dude. Right. Like He's going to run through a brick wall. I know that about Prince Kali. Right. No doubt. No doubt. Maltavis with a super chat. Thank you, sir. I love the IB hat he has on his son in that photo. That is excellent. Indy dominated this game. There is no doubt about that. However, do you think that Tommy Reese and Al Golden can improve on second-half adjustments? Go ahead, Vince. You had a, I, you were, I mean, yeah, they can improve. I thought, like you said, I thought the offense did a good job coming out on their first series. I thought, that was I a thought, great series. I, I thought that they did yeah. a great job. Those were adjustments, right? 
Yeah. I thought BYU made some good adjustments too against the defense that I do not think made very good adjustments this time around. Now, I think that they've made good adjustments in the past this season in the second half. They didn't do it today. So you can take something from this and learn from it, and that's fine. But today was a bad second half adjustment for the defense. I will yes. say that. Yes. Agree. Yeah, I I agree with you, Vince. I do think that the the offense adjusted at halftime. Yeah, I thought there were some misses by the quarterback on reads. I thought there were some off target throws, some draw, you know, some different things that happened. I I don't I don't think it was a bad game plan. I don't think there was no adjustment in the second half. I just think it was a conservative game plan. Right, and you know, but there was clear adjustments to there was what a they were clear doing. adjustments, yeah. and I would have kept my foot on the gas a little bit longer offensively. Oh, no, agree. no doubt about that. But yep. uh, to to Sean's point earlier. They still executed the tamped down offense and still got yep. first downs and they still did what they needed to do. I just wish they would have put it in the end zone. Agreed. And that's not just because I had the over in a parlay. I, I wanted, I, they should have put it in the end zone to put this team away. Agree. Next super chat, uh, Casa Hodge. I, I'll say something back to this. I, I will say, guys, that th- there has been, I thought the Cal game, they did a great job of second half adjustments on both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. I think there have been second half defense defensive issues in each of the last two games. I will say that it wasn't just because like what we have to do is we have to be careful as, as analysts, not to take one game and try to turn it into a big picture issue when right. sometimes um, it's just, you didn't do well that game. Right. Mm-hmm. I think we had, we, we saw it against Ohio state. We saw it against uh, Marshall. We saw it against North Carolina and we saw it against BYU. The anomaly is the cow game. Yeah. Right. And so, uh, you know, I, I, whereas I think the offense, I thought, did really well in the second half of the of the North Carolina game last week. Had some adjustments, and did well with certain adjustments this game. I mean, we, we went through the plays they ran. There was there was a difference early in the game. They were in a duo and power. They were literally running power guys. Did you see that? Like Davis Sherwood started this game, mm-hmm. right? And they were running power O and duo. Like what? This is not the game. I'm implementing power O. Like you should have done that last week. That's last game is that terrible defensive line at, at, at North Carolina or next week against Stanford soft defensive front seven. Like you're going to implement power O against BYU. Like that's the one thing they do stop Sean. And that was the point you were making at the beginning of the show. Like running right at them has not really been something a lot of teams have had success with. Go look at the Oregon game. Yeah. They ran for over 200 yards. How many of those were just running it Outside. down their throat? No, none of it. <laughs> Same with Utah state. Yeah. So it just didn't make a lot of sense, but there were adjustments. We can we can disagree with the the game plan in certain areas, but there were clear adjustments in the second half. I mean, they ran a jet sweep. They did things to get the perimeter. They ran stretch. They ran different. There was adjustments made, no doubt. Casa Hodge with a super chat. Appreciate that. We got JT Jaden Thomas involved in the wide receiver group, but for the other receivers not too involved, is that a pine not looking his way issue or a Reese play calling issue, guys? I thought it was a quarterback issue. I, I do. I, I thought there was opportunities to go to other guys uh, that he just didn't go there. And and I say that only because I, I'm not going to crush Drew Pine. He went 22 for 28 and over 260 yards and three touchdowns. It just, there were, there were things there for receivers to make plays. He just didn't go there. I do think that the game plan also was too much of an issue. The one adjustment they didn't make in the second half is what we talked about earlier guys is they just, they did not take advantage of, knowing BYU was adjusting to Michael Mayer. That was the one adjustment we didn't see. And Agreed. I thought you could have used the other receivers in that instance. Agreed. You know, 
But this is yeah. the second straight week that the flats have been wide open. Oh yeah, in the passing game, and yeah. on the interception. I think it was Lorenzo Styles. I mean, he's just in the flat for like a first down. It's like the easiest throw. As soon as you like get the ball, hit your back foot, just let it go. Mm-hmm. Right to the outside. First down, continue to drive. No. You want to eyeball 87. And like you said, even if they didn't tip it, it's a good chance that it was going to be incomplete or picked off anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just it's, it's frustrating. Right. I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm watching – Wide receivers, they're seven to eight yards off. One time they threw the hitch to Lindsey. They can do that all. They could have done that all game. All day. They could, Sean, they could bang RP. Like, remember the inside zone play where the guy came screaming off the edge and just blew up the run for a short game? Yeah, yeah. Every other good offense in the country pulls that ball and throws it out to a wide open receiver. Yes. But BYU knows Notre Dame's not running an RPO in that instance, and they just crashed it. And, yeah. To your to your point, Sean, they could take they that could be stealing all game long, and that is that might not be super creative, but it adds a whole another dimension to your offense. That's it. Doesn't have to be, be super be, creative. Be, do it, Sean, because why is the creative part important? You gotta show everybody how smart you are. Yep, man, just show teams. You know what? From this, we'll pop it out to our receivers. We'll throw a quick screen to our slot guy. If you're going to play seven to eight yards off, yeah, you're, you're going to have to worry about this. Your linebackers are going to have to worry about this. Now that they have to worry about this, this helps the run game. Like it all goes together. Mm-hmm. And when you just refuse to use any of that. Yep. Next super chat, fellas, from Tyler Edwards. I'm going to need somebody to explain to me what happened on this play. Other than Jaden Mickey just running out of blocker <laughs> as a running back ran by him. I'm not picking on Jaden. He had a bad game. He's a young kid. He had a bad game. He'll be fine. But Tyler Evans with a super says, how did BYU get the first down on a run that was third and 17? Notre Dame thought it was um, was flag football. And bad tackles. Yeah. yeah. And they, they it was weird. They also lined up with their linebackers like 15 yards off the ball. They did. Which I thought was weird. Like That makes no sense. Yeah, and I get that you're daring BYU to run, but once they show run, you need to fly to the ball. Oh, they didn't. They just sat. They kept sitting back. So mm-hmm. weird. Mm-hmm. So weird. It was such a bad play because again, guys, that didn't cost you against BYU. It made what should have been a 42 to 17 game a 28 to 20 game. But that's the kind of thing to get you beat against Clemson and USC. And yep. that's you know that's the stuff that's just got to stop. And just keep running your defense, man. Yeah. Just keep That's running it. it. Yeah, it's, it's not, the prevent not, stuff, man. Now maybe like you just... maybe you don't go cover one in sure. that instance. Sure, maybe you run quarters. You know, don't give up the one on one deep. Okay, fine. But to your point, Ryan, you don't you don't run a prevent defense. I mean, they I, did I, that stuff against Cal, and it that's the one thing that you know what I mean. Like it, it just so. So many teams just run like that picket fence thing, right? Where they just sit everybody at the marker and like, I get it, but like, it just never works. <laughs> if we're being honest, yeah. like it never works. It just yeah. doesn't. Well, context, Ryan, they're down, but they're backed up. Mm-hmm. They don't want to make a mistake mm-hmm. yeah. at the end to the end up being the game pretty much over. Yeah. They conceded. 
They're, they conceded. The offensive coordinator conceded. You know what? We're just trying to run the ball. Yes, exactly. They weren't thinking, they hey, conceded. I think we can pop a draw here for some right. 20 yards. <laughs> exactly. They were trying to get position to get a punt off. That's what they're trying. Sean, you're absolutely, absolutely right. They were trying to get position to get a punt off. <laughs> I mean, that was it. It's third and 17. And their quarterback had, I mean, you got to remember what his numbers were at that time. I mean, that was coming out of – I'm going to pull these – that was coming – wasn't that their first drive of the second half? Wasn't that the defense's first drive of the second half? Those. Yes, it was. At that time, Jaron Hall, at that time, was 3 of 8 for 11 yards at that time. They had nothing going in the pass game. The only success they had up to that point in time was running the ball. And, you know, it just it made no sense. It made no sense. Just do what you do. I'll say it again. Remember the NFL films on the Super Bowl, the Broncos Packers Super Bowl 32? Yeah. And they're getting to that last drive and, and the last couple of plays. And and Greg Robinson, the late Greg Robinson, goes with Mike Channing. He goes, you know, what, what do you want me to do? And he goes, just do what you would normally do. He goes, so you want me to blitz? He goes, just do what you would normally do in this situation. And guess what? They blitzed. They had been blitzing Brett Favre all game. They blitzed. He throws off his back foot, incomplete. Broncos won the Super Bowl. They didn't go away from what got him there. And, Ryan, I think you nailed that part of it. It just drives me nuts. Yes. Super chat from 808Eds. Thank you for the super chat very, very much. Tom Reese is driving me nuts. I continue to wonder if Notre Dame will ever develop the killer instinct to put teams away and keep them there. Yeah. I don't disagree. Anybody yes. want to? I mean, yeah. we, we talked about it already. They, we didn't want to see them go conservative into that four-minute offense. Four-minute right. offense should be go down and score and put this darn thing away. Like, that right. That should be your four-minute offense, right? Right. And yeah. it's not that. And so I have to say I agree. I mean, they need to develop that. They don't have it yet. They do yes. not. And they, and they haven't had that for a long time because yep. of the way that they are coached. So, and it's nothing against any individual kid. It's the way that they're coached. You know, they can't have a killer instinct if they're told to run between the tackles for the last 10 minutes of every game. You know, yep. so that needs to be the coaches need to develop that. And and I so I agree with the statement. I I think that there's a difference between putting the, the game on the back shoulder on the shoulders of your offensive line and backs and and not I think you can still have a killer instinct and do that. And that's my frustration. You know, go 13 personnel and, and and on third and one and third and two and run a play action, throw a shot or something. You know what I mean? Like, you right. can be aggressive and still be – we're going to write our line and our backs. And that that was the thing. Like, like we didn't see the backs almost at all in the pass game other than screens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. After what they've done the last two games. Like, they, they just went away from that completely in this game. Yeah, and, that's good. I, I didn't even think about that. That's a good point. Like yeah. no wheels, no angle routes, nothing, nothing all day. Nothing. It was weird. And yeah. you should have used that to then set up opportunities for other. Th- and this is the thing we talked about during the show, Ryan, is use the stuff they know you're going to do to set up opportunities for a play action down the field to an Eli Raritan or a Holden Stace or a Tobias or a Lindsay or something else. And they didn't do any of that stuff. Like, you know, yeah. I mean, the success you had with mayors, like if I'm sitting in the locker room at halftime, fellas, you know, Vince and Sean, you guys are my offensive staff. I'm like, look, Mayor's killing them. I know it. You know it. <laughs> right? So what can we do? How are they – how do we think, based off what we've seen from them in the previous five games, how do we think they're going to adjust to trying to stop Mayor? And then what are we going to do to counter it? And that's the thing. What are we going to do to counter it? Right. 
You know, how do we use Mayer as bait? Right. That's what like, they needed to do. To your do. point, Vince, after BYU went up 25-13, I'd have had something right away where I would have done something with my backs or Mayer to try to get them to bite up and take a shot. Take all the wind out of their sails. Yep. And they just went three and out. Yep. Super chat from Christopher Morgan. How about 87 and seven? Great player management. And I have to say, I was not a Drew Pine fan, but I'm getting there along with the O line. Overall, needed this win. And I'm happy tonight. Getting better with uh, week by week. At the end of the day, if you're not happy about this win, I think <laughs> you need to just kind of take a deep breath and say, yeah. I'm not looking at this right. You're, we're yeah. able to look at a game and say, there's stuff that's got to get better. There's stuff that I wasn't, uh, I didn't like. But, Sean, like you said at the very beginning, fellas, they went away from home and beat the yep. number 16 team in the yep. country. We had to keep – like I said, and I said that was my first little soliloquy at the beginning of the show. It was like we need – I need to remind myself that Notre yes. Dame just beat the number 16 team in the country. Right. And they beat them from start to finish. Right. Because that's how coaches are, Vince. Like that's yeah. how we are as coaches. Like you're right. thinking about, man, and what we could have, would have, could have, should have. Right. But at the end of the day, it's a good win. Right. Now, really I, I was win. sweating a little bit towards the end, but like the whole oh, time I was definitely. watching the game, though, felt really good about where Notre Dame yes. was and how they were executing and all of that. There, I, I felt good about it. It didn't feel like it was a game that was in flux. Sean, yeah. we can we can be frustrated by not putting a team away and looking how the team can and should be better, and still say it's a really good win and I'm happy about it. Yeah, you know. We again, I always say this all the time. We got to be able to walk and chew gum at the same time. And the day, right. be happy with the win. Yep, got some absolutely. stuff to clean up, but you know, sleep we real well tonight. Got a no good doubt. win, fellas. Yeah, got a good win. Yep. You know, you know what though? <clears throat> They're getting better. Yes. Yes, absolutely. What, what was the comment you made at the beginning, Sean? If you play like this against Marshall, you're five, four, and one right now. Yep. Yes. And you beat Marshall by twenty, and you're still you a top Marshall ten team. Yeah, and you'd have beat Cal by a couple touchdowns too if you'd have played like this against Cal. Yeah, I mean, if you'd have played all year like the way you have the last two weeks, you're 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 probably four and one, maybe an outside chance that you're five and zero. Oh, but yeah. let's go four and one. And but you know you didn't play that way, and so yes, they're getting better, Sean. I mean, there's a lot of teams in the country that would like to play sloppy football and not be able to put the number sixteen team team away the way you'd like and walk away with a victory. With Stanford and UNLV coming up the next two weeks, although Stanford's up seventeen nothing right now in Oregon State, Oregon State is falling they, flat on their face, and and Stanford has looked like garbage the yes. entire game. I've yeah. watched, I've been watching this game, and Tanner McKee is a good quarterback. He just has, dude, not he, a lot. He is missing right wide open receivers. Well, he's fourteen of nineteen for one hundred seventy one yards. Uh, so I mean, I haven't watched he it. Missed. So those imagine what missed. his numbers would be if he didn't get him bids. Get him bids, man. <laughs> I, so, I think yeah. I'm just mad because we got to watch that game in prime time next week. Oh, like, why yeah. is that game in prime time? Well, Blech. it's because it's always a recruiting weekend. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. They always have Brutal. the California game as a recruiting weekend, and they like the recruiting weekends to be night games. Oh. So that's, that's and, why. It, and it's going to be a big weekend for us, too, Vince. Wink. Yeah. Oh. You know, I'll say something real quick. I do think it's sad that um, that series went from – one dominance to the other dominance. And there was never like a period of time where like, other yeah. than like, there was like what one really good game between the two and 15. And that was like it. It's like Stanford dominated. And then now mm-hmm. Notre Dame dominates because Stanford stinks. 
Like, uh, it's just, yeah. I mean, they're they're not good. No, they're not. They're not coming back anytime soon either. Oregon State has not responded well to that USC loss at all. No. Wicked Bronco Productions with a super chat. Thank you. Glad we got the W. However, that game had no business being that close. Agree. Second week in a row where the defense gave up big play TDs. Got to finish. We should have won by 19, but offense carried. To a degree, they did. Yes, but like you said, glad we got the W. The offense was – I mean, the defense was dominant for three quarters of that game. And, I mean – Two. Two quarters of that game. Two. Yeah. Yeah. Two and an eighth. What was it? Well, how many steers they have? In the, the I mean, because they, you know, again, they they made. But here's fine. the thing: they made the plays they needed to make in the second half, though, right? Like game on the line, fourth down. You stepped up and made the play. Yeah. yeah. Right. And lesser teams would not have done that. Lesser teams would have allowed. Lesser teams would have done two things differently. They wouldn't have responded with the field goal drive. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Should have had a better play call to give yourself a chance for a better play. They still made it a game where BYU couldn't beat them with the ensuing drive. Right. Mm-hmm. The best they could do was tie. Yeah. And that's that it matters. And then other good it does matter teams. If you're not a good team, you don't make that fourth down stop either. Right. Right. So yes, there there's things to clean up. But as he said, got it. Now there needs to continue to be progress, and some of the stuff does need yep. to get cleaned up. But you got the W. Randy Hernandez with a super chat. He goes, I know we can pick apart the negatives. I stayed away for a few weeks. I see a lot of positives that this team, uh, that this team has grown. And, well, and back, Sean, Randy. that's what you were talking about earlier. Like this team is clearly better now than it was a month ago. So far away from man. Yeah. Hey, Ryan, what grade, how, how long before you stopped watching the Marshall game tape? Like 10 minutes in? I, I burned that film like three yeah, weeks ago. Yeah, there's no way you watched <laughs> what, that full. What, what Marshall game? <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's no exactly. way you watched that in this entirety. So, no. yes, we are hard. light years away yes. from where, where they were after that game. Yeah. Are there – is there I, – I guess here's an, another thing, and this is kind of spin, but it's also true. This team just beat North – the North Carolina game looks a whole lot better now. Than it did two weeks ago, because of what the they've done the last games, two weeks, yeah. Quick Carolina blew out Virginia Tech and went on the road and beat Miami, yep. right? And outplayed Miami really the whole game. They let Miami back in with a couple bad picks on like in three plays, but I mean they outplayed Miami. Yeah. They're five and one now, and you smashed them for four quarters basically. You just played a four and one BYU team and really thoroughly outplayed them. You know you just. You didn't put the game away. That means there are things that you definitely need to get better at, right? But the encouraging thing is if if they can clean that stuff up and it's all fixable, guys, that's the thing is it's all fixable oh, yeah. stuff. Definitely. This team has a chance to be really good if they can clean that stuff up. Right. I mean, really good. Because, again, it's if, not a lack of talent. Yeah. Right. It's not. You know, right. we've had that argument in the past where right. – it has been a lack of talent, right? That is not the case. Now, some of that talent needs to get on the field more often, right? but it is not a lack of talent. Right. Let, let me give you guys some numbers, okay, just to kind of point some things out. Oregon beat BYU 41-20 to on their home field in Eugene. They outgained, or they outgained BYU 439 to 366. 23 first downs for Oregon, 21 first downs for BYU. Notre Dame only beat BYU by eight. They outgained BYU 496 to 280. They had 24 first downs to 13 by BYU. 
It's the same story as last week. You clean up three plays. Two of them came on the same drive. If you don't give up the third down and long, actually, really, if we're being honest, it's one play. You stop mm-hmm. them on third and 17, and, and we're having a completely different conversation. That's a whole different place to be than where they were a month ago when you could break down 60 minutes worth of Marshall and say, holy crap, what was that? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Your one stop, your one dumb play on third and 17 away from routing BYU. And that would have made the yardage split even greater. Mm-hmm. So the point is, context, there's a lot to clean up, but this team's come a long way, and there's a, there's a lot longer way to go. And I mean that, guys. That's meant to be an encouraging statement. Mm-hmm. This team is far from their peak, and that's a, that's, a, that's a good place to be. I'd rather mm-hmm. have a win over Marshall, but based with that happening, it's a good place to be. Yeah. Timothy Sweeney with a super chat. Thank you, Timothy. Why did Freeman go for two and chase points in the first half? Would have been nice to be up nine at the end. Yeah. And Timothy, I know you put this chat in before we talked about it, but yeah, guys, I, I know the analytics and all that kind of crap, but I, I think analytics are stupid <laughs> in this instance. You, so you, you hear that, Ryan? Brian just called you, you stupid. You know, Vince? I, I, I'm not a supporter of analytics, Vince. Don't do this. <laughs> I'm feeling frisky. It's 1 a.m. Don't. <laughs> But yeah, it's just bad. It's bad football, man. It's bad football. <laughs> yeah, it's a bad decision. You, usually, I get yelled at on the show. I'm glad Vince yeah. is getting yelled at. Yeah, <laughs> seriously, <laughs> seriously. Andy Nation with a super chat, dear boy genius, aka Tommy Reese. Pine can pass. Let him play. I mean, he did. He went 22 of 28, yeah, 262 yards and three touchdowns. And, I mean, and they are slowly giving him more responsibility right. every game. Right. If you go Against back and you better look, defense than the yes, one they played the last. Absolutely. Game. If you go back and you watch the three games that he has played. They are slowly giving him more responsibility right. as the quarterback. Give him some time. Yep. He'll be fine. Yep, agree. Agree. Yeah, look, I I did not love Tommy Reese's <clears throat> game plan today. So it's nothing yeah. like the game plan for Marshall and Ohio State. Nothing Agreed. like that. Agreed. Nothing like that. This is a guy who didn't want to put his young quarterback in position to lose the game, but still gave him enough opportunities to go make plays. Right. To put up some numbers and make – I mean, he made some big throws. He did. Some big throws. He, he was clutch on third down tonight. I oh, mean, he gosh. just was. Yep. And if yep. you give me a quarterback that's clutch on third down, we can make things happen. Yes. Yes. Because the other stuff will get cleaned up with more experience. Michael Burke with a super chat for uh, – I'm trying to think of what that one is for, guys. Do you, He it always was, has uh, some kind of – It was the Twins. Oh, gotcha. Nine, nine, five, seven, nine, seven. Nine. Their numbers. Got it. Yeah. I wish their numbers were like 99 and 95. <laughs> that would be so much better. <laughs> Hey, at least it's not zero and one. Okay, that's true. That's so true. give one a give one a triple digit number. That's true. <laughs> uh, the twins made some big plays, some misses too. But let's be positive. Yeah, uh, it's what we talked about earlier, Michael. Like when the game was on the line, Jason did what he needed to do. I thought Justin was solid today. I thought yeah. Justin yeah. was really solid today. Xavier Curry with a super chat. Proud of the win, but we have to do a better job of finishing teams once we're up with a big lead. Absolutely, Xavier. We've talked a lot about that, but you're absolutely right. But I think, guys, I think this is the proper response, though, right? Like, not just I'm glad we win, but, but like, proud of this win. But I think that's a real, that's a, should be proud of this win. That's where I think people should be. You know, I'm proud of the way this team fought because. Of all the sloppiness, did you ever feel like it was a lack of effort no. or a lack of passion or fire? No, it was, it no, was never lack of execution. Sometimes yeah. thinking too much, but just lack of executions. I, I like the way you said that, Xavier. 
Patty with a super chat had a few too many power powers. Irish whiskeys loved Coach Freeman's defensive timeout to help them regroup at the end. Coach Golden uh, out of a mulligan uh, got a mulligan on the safety blitz, but that's a second safety blitz mulligan. Yeah, that needs to be stricken from the record. Get yes. out of there. Yes, if you're not blitzing number eleven, and I didn't see him play today. Did anybody nope. else see him play? I did not. Wonder if he's still injured. Is, did Xavier Watts play? I didn't. Notice I didn't him see him either. I didn't notice him either. Yeah, <clears throat> I didn't notice him either. Robert Rhodes of the Super Chat seems like Tyree's idea of faking out defenders is to do the samba. It's like he marks an X on the field and stands there dancing. What's your take on Tyree? Is he better off as a slot receiver? Maybe. I I don't really agree with it, really any of that. To mm-hmm. be honest with you guys, like he had a bad game, and it wasn't even a bad game. He didn't have. I mean, up until the long runs at the end, he was leading the team in yards per carry until those last two runs. Yep. Yep. Um, and so he didn't have a good game. It's as simple as that. Right, I mean, his his footing was off today yeah. for whatever reason. Yeah, it like, just was a little out of control. I thought, you know, he was so patient in the last two games. I thought he rushed a lot today. Yeah, and I think part of it, though, guys, is they were running duo and power. He doesn't run that well. He does not run duo well. Yeah, he doesn't. He runs zone well mm-hmm. and counter well. One that's step and go. Well. Yes, or he 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 can he he likes to be patient on the stuff that's designed to be patient. Power row is not a patient run. It is a downhill run. That's Audric Estime stuff. Uh, that's another thing that didn't make a lot of sense is you're, you're running power row and, and, and stuff like ISO type stuff with Chris Tyree. That's not his game. So, you guys know this from the NFL, like Barry Sanders. I don't hardly never had a hardly ever had a fullback because his yeah. style was not conducive to that. Emmett yeah, Smith. He, he's not a, he was not yes. a power runner. <laughs> right. Emmett Smith, Terrell Davis thrived on having a fullback. Right, it, you got to know your backs, yeah. right? and I don't think that they, I don't think they did that today. Uh, B Straw with super chat. Thank you, my my friend, very much. Just got back from the game. Great stadium atmosphere for both teams. Second half was stressful. The team brings home the win. Now I can enjoy the rest of the vacation. Go Irish. That's a great way of looking at it. So if you're in Vegas, yeah, you're hanging out in Vegas and you're not grumpy. Got the W. Seriously, you know? enjoy. That's yeah. it's. I mean. Shoot, it's only 10 o'clock in Vegas. Party on, Wayne. Right. Let's go. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Tommy Guns with a Super Chat. Ryan, what's Foskey's draft stock doing so far? Tommy, you're on the message board, sir. I just put an Intel piece on his on his draft <laughs> stock right now. Come on, man. <laughs> no, but but thanks he, for the uh, Super Chat. He has, he has, uh, he has several first-round grades still around the league as of right now. It's kind of viewed more as a late-round-one type of player than an early-round-one player as it currently stands. They like his physicality and power this year so far with his, use his length in the run game, and he's got incredible tools, needs to improve the finer details of playing the position, namely pass rush repertoire and secondary moves. Yeah. He tried that early and wasn't effective. And as he's kind of gone back to just his kind of one trick, he's been a better player, which is kind of strange. Tommy, read the message board, man. Yeah. Hey, he's busy, man. He's been on some long, some long trips lately. But he's, yes, he's, Tommy. he's got downtime. He's got downtime. The board. Yes. Artie Gwynn with a super chat. Thank you, Artie. Thanks for another great show. Appreciate very much the additional post-game conversation. Artie, you are welcome. We certainly enjoy it. Uh Truman uh Dumel, Truman Theodore Dumel. Oh. Uh, with a super chat, Sean, and I think he directs this towards you. Hey, Sean, did Tobias play, and how did Audric look? Also, did Rubio play well? Do you want to take that one there, Mister Mister Davis? Tobias got a few plays. Audric looked really darn good on passes. Audric or Tobias got in the <coughs> game on pass plays. Yes, he did. 
So that's step hey, in the right direction. Yeah. Next game, he'll get one in his direction. Those right. are bigger baby steps than before. And then Rubio, mixed bag, right? Did some good things, not so good on other plays. So. Mm-hmm. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This was a good I got Sean, I think this was a good day for and Truman really, really appreciate the super chat, man. That's a, a big one. We appreciate that. Sean, I think a game like this is great for a kid like Rubio because in the past two games, they've given him very specific job. Yeah. Because you didn't have Lacey and Howard Cross. He had to have an expanded role today. And at times, as you said, he looked good. And at times he got knocked around a little bit. Yeah. For a young kid that's really getting his first taste the last three games. <laughs> Sometimes it's good to get smacked in the mouth a little bit because this is a kid who who never had to deal with that growing up. I mean, he he was always by far the biggest kid on the field. Yeah, this is it's a good it's good for him to have some of the dude. I got driven five yards off the ball. That's yeah. never happened to me before. Why? This is different, Fix it, right? Yes. And this is different because you know, in talking to like Malik and other guys that have played in the game against BYU, like these are grown men. Like this isn't like another 18, 19 year old. These dudes have families like 25, 26. And when they hit you, Sean, there there was a player on BYU's team that was a part of the 2014 high school recruiting class. Are you serious? Did he play? I don't know. I don't know. But 2014, man, 2014, 2014. Good yeah. Lord. I, I was still missing a kid at that point. <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's let's clear this up. What Vince means is one of his kids hadn't been born yet. That's what I'm saying. My second <laughs> grader, my second grader was not alive at that point. That 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 that's the point I was making. Sorry. <laughs> I was still missing a kid. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, we lost L for like you know, about, about you know, a year whatever. And a half. Yeah. We lost Dylan for like a year and a half. I mean, him. shoot. <laughs> He'd probably find his way back home, unfortunately. Oh, 2000, that is the Niles Morgan class, fellas. Yeah. Speaking of Dylan, I'm going to throw this out there. Yeah. I was watching the game on an iPad at a soccer game because his team won the sexual championship tonight. Congrats. Nice. Very nice. Yeah, Very so nice. it's exciting. Very First nice. one in like five years, so. Very nice. That was cool. Congrats to Dylan. Tell yeah, him I said so. I will do that. Go see Barbecue with a Super Chat. That's a great name, by the way. Uh, do you guys it believe is. Notre Dame will be in the standings since LSU lost to Tennessee, or do we need one more game to win? I'd have to look at the rest of the rankings. There was a couple other teams that were ranked that got that got knocked out today. Yeah, there I'd were. have to look at the standings. Uh, but here. I think Notre Dame is probably a week away 
um, and a little bit more, you know, because I don't think they go from like no votes to top 25 by beating BYU by eight. I will say this. If they would have stopped up third and 17, forced BYU to punt from their own end zone and then did what we think they would have done, that might have got them in. Yeah. Because, you know, you blew out Carolina, and then you blew out BYU. Because Utah lost, but they're not going to be unranked. I no, no. But, like, you could you could make a case that 3-2 and two Notre Dame with a win over 5-1 and one BYU or North Carolina and, and then beating BYU, they should be ranked higher than BYU. Sure. But not with an eight-point win where you kind of had to hold right. on in the end. No, Kentucky I, I lost. So. Yeah. So, you, so the number that's, 11 team. Did Kentucky end up losing to South Carolina? They did yeah. by 10. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. That's, that's two crazy. in a row for them. Yeah. And yeah. Kansas I I, obviously yeah. lost. I don't, yeah, but they shouldn't drop out. And well, what about Washington? They lost to an unranked Arizona State. Yeah, they should drop out. That's two yeah. in a row. Yeah. Arizona yeah. State sucks. So that's um, two. That's yeah. two that could drop out. So, but Notre Dame got zero votes in the AP. That's last true. Week. No, you're right. right. Like honestly, right now, if we're looking at the whole season, North Carolina should be ranked ahead <clears> Notre Dame. Agreed. Right, because the ranking should not just be about the head to heads. Your it's your entire resume. Right. Yeah. And right now, Carolina's five and one. They lost to a good Notre Dame team, but they beat Miami. They, you know, they've done. They handled their business. They don't have a loss to Marshall on their docket. Yeah. Right. So no. That, that to me, they if they go and handle business against Stanford next week and do to Stanford what we think they should, then sure, then we can talk. Then we can talk. You know, I get LSU love, out of there though. I do love the fact that LSU got in for like a five minutes and then just got yeah. curb stomped. <laughs> take and take so those out. take yes. those stupid purple headphones yes. with them. And Tennessee didn't even execute that well. <laughs> they should have scored over fifty in that game. I mean, yes, they, they, they it could have been worse. Irish, what the heck was he thinking going for it on fourth down at the end of the second quarter? What the he heck was gifted, that? Gifted him three points, man. Gifted him three points. I oh, literally just God. sat back. And then he started, smiled. Brian, and then Kelly started yelling at the sideline after yes. he made the decision. It was to go like forward. you were down 20. It was a gift that you yes. were only down 20 to seven at that yes. point in time. Absolutely. You had gotten so thoroughly outplayed that like 20 to 7 was like a gift. You should have gone in that like, oh, we are so lucky to only be down 13. Kind of like BYU. I mean, it's a very similar situation. BYU was lucky to only be down 18 to 6 at halftime. And they just kind of, hey, let's just just get in. Let's regroup and and go. That was such a dumb call. You know what was crazy about that game, too, was that uh, Hendon Hooker didn't even have his best game. No, they could have killed him. When, they, they when he got drilled in the ribs on that one yeah. play, he was not the same after that. Like he just, yep. You could tell he just couldn't get into throws. He couldn't get the full torque into the throws, and he was off target. Like Those two throws he missed at the end of the first half, it should have been 27-7. Mm-hmm. to seven. Yep. He oh, doesn't yeah. miss those throws. Yep. Which yeah. tells me, and that was like, what, two series after they he got drilled? A series after he got drilled? Over the middle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was off, and you still got destroyed. And I love that they were trying to get that garbage touchdown at the end and threw a pick. <laughs> so great, it was so great. Irish for life. Just so I don't miss this in uh, miss getting this in. Thanks for having the, these awesome shows. You're welcome. It means so much to be able to see everyone and have the fellowship with IB Nation and our welcome guests. God bless. You're welcome, buddy. Hope you're doing well. But yeah, we we love doing this. We love being with our IB family when we do these shows, even at 1.17 in the morning. Nick Gonzalez with a super chat, super sticker. Thank you very much, Nick, for that. Sean Hartman uh, with a super chat. Thank you, Sean. Am I the only one thinking the officiating to uh, fishing was terrible today? I don't think so. Do you got thoughts on that, guys? Fishing is always terrible. Yeah, it really is. It really is. But it it was it was not good. It didn't stand out more than normal though. So yeah, I, I guess I good. I guess I agree with with Ryan yeah. on this one. It's like eh, whatever. Yeah. Like, did you guys see the the last play of the TCU Kansas game? The fourth yeah. down, like two different yeah. receivers got held 
by can't by T uh, by. TCU. Oh, I did see that actually. I did. It's like that. I mean, blatant holds, like guy getting ripped back and, and no call. I'm like, oh god, so terrible. Uh, Rally Q after the catastrophic Marshall game, I'm sitting comfortably watching folks critique a convincing win over number sixteen. Big win, keep building and go Irish. That's a great, great chat, guys. Great yep. comment. Absolutely. Like, and it speaks to Sean what you were saying earlier of where this team was less than a month ago against Marshall. And now a month later, and we're not happy that they only beat number 16 BYU by eight points. And the game they out, you know, outgained it by over 200 Early yards. outplayed them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they outgained it by 216 yards. Notre Dame barely, Notre Dame only had 297 yards of total offense against Cal. And they outgained BYU by 216 yards. So, yeah, they've come a long way. There's no doubt. And, and a big part, look, when your quarterback plays well, you're you're gonna win games, and Drew yeah. has played good. Has he played great? Did he play great football today? No. Did he play good football today? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. And in big moments, he got the ball to the, his best guy, and the, the the team with the better players won. And when your quarterback can avoid the mistakes for the most part, but even the pick, yeah, it prevented you from getting points. But it's not like you threw it at your own fifteen where you set up them for points. So, yeah. Craig Sebring with the Super Chat. Happy we won, but too many field goals inside the 10 and the, that fourth and one combination of bad play calling and execution. I don't think it was really an execution problem, guys. I don't. I think you they had eight guys in the box and you had six. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I think yep. it was that. I, that, I mean, it's a numbers that's issue. What, that was it for me. You, you know, I don't care how good your offensive line is. You're not blocking eight dudes with six. Thomas L with a super chat. Thank you, Thomas. Thanks for doing all the for doing these shows. Sean look looking like he's studying his Madden playbook. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Not even sure what that means, but it's funny. <laughs> no. Maybe they're uh, catching me looking. Um, um they're catching me mid-conversation with recruits out in Vegas. Gotcha. There you go. Maybe. Sean doing his job. Oh, what, is it, look what at does that. it say down there? What does it say down there under his name? Y'all see that right there? Yeah. Recruiting analyst. I don't, have, I don't have a title. I'm just here. I'm here for the yeah. fun. Yes, you do. You just don't put it into your chat. That's a choice that you make. I'm joking. Uh, Thomas, uh, Zach Martin with Super Chat. Does Mar- This is a good question. Does Maris look a step slow after the injury? No, he looks a step slow I- because he thinks too much. Yeah. I think, I think his, eye, little, I think I think his eyes a are a both. step slow. I think it's a little bit of both. I'm not blaming his <clears throat> poor play on the injury. I, I think it's primarily on what you guys just said. But I don't – I have not seen like a – burst from him burst like the range from him you know i we really haven't seen that a whole lot to be honest with you i mean he he played better against north carolina but it wasn't that it wasn't like the sideline to sideline guy that we thought that's true nick gonzalez with another super sticker thank you nick very much rally q also with another super chat appreciate you game stats showed notre dame exceeded number 12 oregon's performance against byu in total yards rush pass third down efficiency total plays time of possession hashtag perspective yeah that's what we were saying a little bit ago. Like you it. You know, when we brought those numbers up. But Oregon didn't have the missed opportunities, which is they why they won points. 41 to 20. That's right. So the point is, this shows the potential this team has. Yes. But at some point, they've got to start cleaning that stuff up. Right. Right? And that's that's going to be the key. And once they do, like, there's going to be some team over the next two months that Notre Dame just puts that whole thing together. I just pray to God it's not against UNLV. Like, don't waste it on UNLV. You know what I mean? Like... Have it be on Clemson or USC or something, maybe even Syracuse. But this team's going to have a game at some point, fellas, where they just kind of put it all together, and it's going to be impressive. And then we have our last super chat of the night, fellas. Actually, we have we have uh, two more. Excuse me, somebody didn't uh, start that last one. I apologize. Uh, let's see here. Uh, all right, 
David Knight, <laughs> David Knight with his super chat. Uh, it is discouraging to wide receivers to, or recruits. Uh, is it discouraging to receivers or recruits to see Pine lock on Michael Mayer so much? I am very confident with Pine, and I think we all love Michael Mayer. Yes, JT got some nice plays, but it seems like he is throwing to Michael Mayer no matter what. Great W. Guys, I, I'll say this. I'll, I'll just briefly answer this because I, I know we, we, we want to get out of here. Most recruits have deeper thoughts on things than we do as fans because they don't react to things emotionally. And what they're going to think is, hey, if I'm the dude, then the quarterback's going to throw me the ball and he's going to look for me to get the ball. The other thing is, is they're going to be smart enough to know, look, just like we said, these kids are sharp. That's why I've always said, I've said this a million times, recruits don't react as emotionally to wins and losses as fans do because they're not fans. They didn't grow up, most of them, bleeding Notre Dame. They've grown to love Notre Dame, but they don't have the same uh, emotional attachment that we all have. So they don't overreact to Marshall the way, like there were people in this chat that literally thought like half the class is going to leave after Marshall. One did. Right. And so uh, they usually have a deeper perspective, David. And I also don't think they react as much to things like that. I think they're going to say, Hey, look, the quarterback went 22 of 28 for 262 passes. You know, like, and if I'm the dude, they'll get me the ball. So I, I, you know, I think, I think we're more so David, what it's going to be is because I don't think he locked in on mayor last week. I thought he spread the ball around really well last week. I, I thought Drew did a really nice job of spreading the ball around last week. I think this was a, if it becomes an issue, like he does the same thing against Stanford and does the same thing against so-and-so, maybe it becomes an issue. But, you know, the other thing that recruits know, Michael Mayer going to be here next year. <laughs> so, ain't a problem. The Why kids not? in the 23 class will never – they may play with Michael Mayer, but it's going to be in the NFL. It ain't going to be in Notre Dame. Yeah. <laughs> play on that right now. Nick Gonzalez uh, with a super chat. Thank you, Nick. Says, how important is the month of October as we go into November with USC Clemson in November? Also, do you think Tommy is holding on to the playbook so we don't show anything we're planning for USC Clemson? If he is, that's stupid. Yep. That <laughs> Super is stupid. stupid. You don't save plays for November. No. <laughs> Not when you're on October 8th. Right, right. You know? Like no. If you want to have a trick play in your back pocket or something, fine. But not something that's actually part of your offense. You yeah. don't you don't hold on to that. That's you know, and no no offense, Nick. I'm not saying, you know, but yeah, I think he's just looking for a reason to explain why the offense just looked kind of dull. Today. Hey, we're all looking for those reasons yeah. at times, believe me. Yeah. Um, so for me, guys, we have talked about this all Nick, we talked about this all week, and I and I think that this was a this is why this game was so big. Because the month of November is the month that's going to prepare them for – I mean, the month of October is the month yes. that's going to prepare them for the big games in November. Absolutely. And when you look at the way the schedule sets up, be, the, you had North Carolina, which was a tough game. We thought it would be a tough game. Then the bye, then BYU. BYU was the best team on your schedule between the bye week and Clemson. And so the reason this game was so big, because if you win this game and you keep – getting better, even if it's just incrementally better, your next three opponents are much more manageable than your last two. Does that mean that they're going to guarantee three wins the next three? No. they. I mean, if Syracuse can beat them if they play like they did against Marshall. You know, Stanford could beat them if they play like they did against Marshall. You know, UNLV can't. But th- the point is, you get this W, it sets up a really good month of October. And then now all of a sudden you're 6-2, and two, you're back in the top 20, mm-hmm. and then you've got some momentum. You've grown. You've had the bumps in the road. You can work some things out against teams that maybe don't hurt you as much. And during that stretch, 
you know, you're, you're growing as a team, but then also, you know, if you, if you look at Clemson's schedule, you know, I think Clemson's going to get tested pretty decently between now and then, you know, Clemson played BC today. That was a tough game. They got to go to Florida state next week. Then they got to play Syracuse the week before they play Notre Dame. You know, they're also coming off of games against NC state and wake forest. Like they're, they're going to be tested, you know, over the next month and Notre Dame will not be quite as tested. I don't think. So that's why this game was so important because October success could, should lead to a really good November, but you had to get this game. This We said this yesterday, Ryan, and, and I don't know if you guys listened to the show Ryan and I did yesterday. I said this game is going to shoot Notre Dame off in one of two directions. Very clearly. You win this game, and all of a sudden it's like, okay, it's time to roll. You lose this game, and, and, and there's major question marks because now you're in the middle of October and you have a losing record. You know, it would have – yeah, it would have been bad. So, anyway, guys, that is going to do it for today's show. I really appreciate everybody that was a part of it. Nick, we're sorry that you couldn't figure out the Super Chat. We can't, we appreciate all of it, though. We do. We really do appreciate the Super Stickers as well. No doubt. End of the day, fellas, Notre Dame is now 3-2. and two. They just beat number 16 BYU 28-20. to 20. Lots to clean up. We'll have a, upon further review tomorrow with me and Ryan. Uh, and we'll obviously dive, we'll dive into the film. We'll break it all down. We'll show some things that went well, show some of the things that maybe they need to improve upon dive more into the little bit more into the weeds, uh, and, and have some fun with that. But, um, uh, make sure that you hit that, you know, check out the message board and all the stuff we've got going on, but may say, okay, we're glad to have this back. <laughs> Join the message board, everybody hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell, share this podcast, leave a five-star review, visit the IB store for the best merch. And as always, oh, and by the way, there now is a tracksuit in the in has added tracksuits uh, to the printful. I'm not going to put it in the store, but I know there's some people that were talking about the IP Mafia. So, uh, so, now so there's four of them on order right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not rocking a tracksuit. <laughs> Come on, you and I walking into the stadium for uh, the Stanford game at night. In the track suits. We're in IB track suits. Let's go. It's not happening. <laughs> anyway, everybody, have a great rest of your night. We will see you all tomorrow. Make sure you stay locked into irishbreakdown.com. Of course, sign up for the message boards of boards at irishbreakdown.com. Have a wonderful night. Notre Dame is three and two, everybody. Big win for the Irish. They're going to keep getting better. Stanford's next week. So a lot to discuss. And when we get to Tuesday, we will then dive into our Stanford analysis. Monday, those two guys will be together talking about what has been yet another crazy weekend of college football. So thanks for being with us, everybody. Appreciate you all very, very much. Go Irish. Thank you for joining us on the Irish Breakdown Podcast.
Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.